0: Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with internationally recognized pianist, arranger, composer, and producer Delvon Lamar of the Organ Trio. We had a good talk about their latest 2022 CD, Cold as Weiss, COVID Life, and so much more. Over the course of the last five years, the Delvon Lamar Organ Trio has established themselves as the world's premier funky organ trio. Along with their founder and manager, Amy Novo, they have had charting albums, sold-out shows, tens of thousands of albums sold, and millions of streams, and they are just beginning. Essentially, they specialize in the lost art of feel-good music, very much so needed in this world of ours. Enjoy the story.
1: All right, cool, man. So as we kind of talked last time, I think the starting point here is, are you touring and kind of getting, getting out and doing some live shows now?
2: Yeah, we're doing a little bit of touring, uh... You know, we got a couple of weekend dates and stuff like that, but uh, starting in April, we're going to be getting it full on with a 35-day, I think, uh, European tour.
1: So, I mean, with Cold as Wife coming out and touring happening, does it feel a little bit more like you're human now? (laughs)
2: Yeah, definitely, (laughs) man. Definitely. It's, uh, you know, during the downtime, we did a couple of live streams, but... You know, there's nothing like being on the the stage in front of people, you know.
1: So talk to me about the new album. This has to be a big relief, I think, to be able to have an album come out now. And obviously things are opening up for you to perform it, but I've listened to it. It's a wonderful album. It just stays in the vein of what you cats do, which is just such a wonderful, fresh sound. Talk to me a little bit about constructing this particular CD.
2: This album, you know, we actually recorded it when, you know, when everything got shut down, you know. It was kind of tough because you know at the time uh Dan Weiss uh our new permanent drummer was living in Reno. Jimmy lives in Seattle, and I live in Pullman, which is Pullman, Washington, which is about four and a half hours east of Seattle, so it was very difficult for us to actually get together, so what we would do is whenever. We can get Dan up here for, like, either doing a live stream or, you know, our one-off gig or something like that. We'll try to cram in, like, a writing session. You know, some of the stuff on the album we actually had finished before we went into the studio, but some of it we actually created in the studio. Like, uh, uh, the Big TT Blues, that was recorded, that was written in the studio, Uncertainty was written in the studio. Like, those weren't even ideas when we came in there. We just kind of pulled it out of nowhere. <laughs>
1: so, what do you ultimately want the listener to get from this album?
2: Well, like I said, man, like I always say, we're, the, uh, the goal for us is, you know, to make people feel good throughout, you know, just in general. But especially nowadays, it's like it's been hard for, you know, everybody, really, you know, just kind of... A lot of people are feeling down and stuff like that because of what's going on and kind of trajectory of the way things are going on, that we want to bring a little light into people's lives. And and one of the reasons we call our music feel-good music is to get people to feel good. They listen to our record and kind of forget about all of that stuff, even if it's just for a minute. It's important.
1: So talk to me a little bit about how the trio came together. How long have you guys been around, and
2: kind of how did you all
1: kind of get together and create this
2: nucleus? The, actually, the, the whole idea for this band was actually my wife, Amy Novo. She was the one that actually put this band together. I didn't want to start a band. that wasn't my thing. I, You know, I've been in bands with these band leaders pulling their hair out, trying to keep cats together, and dealing with all this stuff, man. I said, I never want to do that. I just want to play music. You know, my wife, she recognized my talent. We've been together 16 years, and she's recognized my talent from the start. And she was just like, man, you're way too good to to just be running around, you know, being side man, not making any money. Sometimes I'd pay money to play, (laughs) you know, because I didn't make enough money to actually justify doing the gig. But again, you know, I just wanted to play. And so she said, you know, put the, get, you guys write some music, get some guys together, write some music, and I'll take care of all the rest. And, you know, and that's how we started. Like, our first show that she booked us was a residency at a club called the uh, Royal Rooms, where we started. And we didn't have any music, so we would just go there and jam for like three hours. And we did that every week. And that's kind of how the band started.
1: What about you? What was the flashpoint for you to become a musician and to really get interested in this blend of jazz that you dig?
2: Well, I've always wanted to be a musician, even since junior high school. Even when I got to high school, my high school that I grew up in didn't really have a band. So uh, they tried. There were like 500 drummers and like <laughs> like four other instruments. and. Uh, You know, it didn't really have a band, and so they used to partner up with other high schools just to get, like, some kids, you know, together. But it never quite really took off, so what I did was I had a band outside of high school. We were called Variations, the Jazz Disciples, and it was just, like, four of us, and we used to run around playing gigs and, like, spoken words and stuff like that. But I've always known I wanted to be a musician, like, pretty much since, like, 6th, 7th grade. It's just been a challenge, you know, because it wasn't really looked at as a career. It's like a lot of time you hear, oh, you need to get a real job. You know, I got bad a lot, and it's like, you better have something to fall back on. It was more looked at as a hobby than an actual career, but I was kind of wanted it to be a career i just didn't know how to make that happen and that's kind of where my wife came to play like she knew how to make that happen and she did so what was the first live jazz show that you ever saw that blew you away the first jazz show i've ever seen that blew me away was joey d francesco and dr lonnie smith together it was like one band, two organs, drums, and a guitar, and that show was spectacular. It was it was amazing. I went. I don't can't recall how old I was, but I was a young organist, so I had just started playing organ and I just discovered who you guys are, you know. And so I was probably about twenty two, twenty three, maybe. Yeah, that that show. It it really took, you know, the organ. Like, I already knew I wanted to play organ, but that that show took my thought and my perception of playing the organ to a whole other level.
1: Well, you know, now that you've been doing this for a while and you've been at it, what, is, what do you like the best about being a professional
2: musician? What do you look forward to the most every day? I, I love being on the stage. I love being in front of people. I like making people laugh and... I don't know, it's just the feeling I get when I know people aren't enjoying themselves. It's everything to me, really. That's what I, I like to get, man. I love to get people to engage. I don't care about dancing. None of that stuff, that stuff doesn't matter to me. What I like people is to be engaged in us. Like If you're standing there in awe, oh, even if you don't move a an inch but you're just sitting there and you're really digging what we're doing that that's everything to me right there
1: so you know during this time of quarantine
2: and you
1: know self reflection what did you learn about yourself that maybe you didn't realize before that's going to make you stronger as you reemerge and promote a new album and tour more one thing
2: that happened like you know we we used to tour a lot you know pre you know pre pandemic when everything got shut down, like, it sucked as, as far as, like, financially, because we made most of our money, you know, being on the road and stuff like that. But it also had an upside, and the upside to it is we had all this time to sit home, and we got super creative. So I've been actually writing lyrics. Uh, I started singing. In fact, we uh working on an album or a project right now called d Lo 3 and Friends that is going to incorporate Delvon Lamar Organ Trio with people we've met over the years on the road, you know, like when we are in Europe or in the States and stuff like that, and we're going to incorporate them into this album. It's going to be a recording project. Delvon Lamar Organ Trio is still going to be Delvon Lamar Organ Trio, but but we got, you know, I've been... I've uh, seriously been writing lyrics, and I, I've never wrote a lyric a day in my life <laughs> until until now. So like right now I probably wrote like 20 songs, and it I literally just came out of nowhere. Yeah, we just got super creative. Not only me, but actually my wife, too. She's never written a song in her life, and she, we, she actually, on the Coldest wife's album, a uh, song called Keep On Keeping On, she actually wrote that start to finish a lot of people don't believe it but she did that was the upside to you know having to stay home and you know not be on the road
1: so everyone has a perception of you your family your friends your fans but ultimately you live your life you have a perception of you who do you think you are
2: (laughs) (laughs) you know i i tell people this all the time man i'm just a dude man i'm just a guy who plays the organ you know, I'm a normal dude. Sometimes people are hesitant to come and talk to me because, I don't know, it may, maybe it's that perception that they get from, like, other, I guess, I'm not, I don't really consider myself famous, but uh, other popular musicians or famous musicians where you, they're unapproachable. So it, sometimes it seems like a like a thing, but... Man, I'm just a dude, man. I just play the organ. I mean, I'm I'm no different from anybody else. You come talk to me. Uh, I like I like having conversations with people, just real conversations, you know. I'm just a dude.
1: I like it, man. Thank you, man, for taking some time out to talk to Neon Jazz. Good luck with the tour and the album. You guys got such a wonderful groove, man. Cool. Thank you, man. Thanks for listening and tuning in
0: to another Neon Jazz interview, where we give you a bit of insight into the finest cats in Seattle, New York, Kansas City, and spots all over the world, giving fans all that jazz. And thanks to Delvon for his time, music, and cool. If you want to hear more interviews, go to Famous Interviews with Joe Dimino in the iTunes Store. Visit Neon Jazz at YouTube.com and for everything Neon Jazz, all the time, go to the NeonJazz.blogspot.com. Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends.
2: Neon Jazz.